One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGetting Podcast. I'm your host, Chris the Heat Matthews, and joined every week by Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. What is going on, fellas? What's up? So how has how's the week been treating you guys? Oh, well, you know. Uh, my foot kind of hurts, but I might kick someone's ass later. Your foot hurts, really? <laughs> Me and Carl, you watch Raw. You, you should take... got that. Uh, dude, I was getting ready to set you up. I was going to ask you if you taped your ankle. I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know if somebody steps on my toes or if you stump your toe, the best thing to do is tape up your ankle. <laughs> makes oh, the pain man. go away <laughs> you know what else makes the pain go away a full bottle of rum oh, yeah. oh awesome good times good times uh we got quite a bit of stuff to get into this week uh, of course, well, we started off with the social media, so be sure to follow us on Twitter at Pod with one D, uh, Instagram at Pod with two Ds, and you can head over to our other Instagram. Uh, it's <laughs> for the collection, so it's for the underscore collection, and you can check out, check out our YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash for the collection for some cool toy unboxings related to the channel, um, wrestling, Marvel Legends, all kinds of fun stuff. I have been on a bit of a buying spree as of late, and I've got a table full of stuff to do unboxing videos on, so look for those over the next few weeks. Um, There should be one coming probably this weekend. Oh, some Power Rangers Lightning collection figures. We got one of the Lord Zed putties and the, uh, the evil pink ranger, the ranger slayer, coming up on that one. So, maybe lots I, uh, of fun stuff. Maybe I should have uploaded a video of me opening my Skeletor. Yeah, should you probably should have. I should have. <laughs> you have been laughing their ass off listening to me say Skeletor 500 times. <laughs> Skeletor. Skeletor. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, youtube.com slash for the collection for the figure side of the podcast. And Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with 1D as well. And on top of all that, if you want to support the show outside of subscribing and listening to us uh, every single week, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Podcast and pick up one of three awesome shirt designs. We've got the For the Collection shirt, the uh, WrestleGettin Podcast uh, text logo in WrestleMania font, and the Bad Boys Wrestling Podcast logo up there as well. Um, we still got room to add one more design up there. So I'm still kind of working on some stuff for that. So hopefully we'll get some up there soon. So yeah, pro wrestling tees.com slash wrestle getting podcast. Buy a shirt. First thing this needs. I, I don't think we want people sending us nudes. Yeah. 
Speak, speak for yourself, Chris. Because it's probably gonna be a bunch. It's it's probably gonna be a bunch of dudes. Oh, ain't it? <laughs> Carl doesn't discriminate with penises. Yeah, ain't it? As long, right, as, well, impre- can... as long as it, as long as it's impressive, like if you're gonna send me a dick pic, like you know, you gotta be packing. But... <laughs> oh man, more than eight inches, buddy. <laughs> oh man, can't take you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, I was gonna right. say that's why we don't take them anywhere. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, pretty much. <laughs> All right. So that is the, uh, our social outcasts. Uh, go ahead, follow us on social media. All that fun stuff. So let's uh, let's jump right into it. Let's get into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 I got a hotline just for you. <laughs> what's the number? What's the number? Let me call the number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in a pretty awesome video WWE released with... um. Triple H and Stephanie, Sasha. What were their names? Uh, God, I don't remember any of their names. It was so funny. All I remember was Cena's was Hugo Can't See Me. <laughs> Hugo Can't See Me. <laughs> or Hugh, no, You Can't See Me. It was you just Can't funny. See Me, what it was his name. It funny yeah. because Stephanie, she was like, she's like, Hugh, are you there? Hugh? I, I don't see you. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't. I don't remember all their names, but I loved it. She's like, it's like they boot. They start up and it's like some of you with a special report. And no, we're not who you think we are. <laughs> I, I gotta say though, the Sasha one was hilarious too. <laughs> <laughs> I say Stephanie McMahon would look pretty hot in that little that segment though. I made no secrets. I love Stephanie McMahon. I think she's gorgeous. So. <laughs> Yes, sir. All right. So, in that little announcement video, uh, they announced the uh, next three WrestleMania locations. Uh, so, they're going to be in Tampa April 10th and 11th this year. So, we are getting WrestleMania over two nights this year. Uh, then, WrestleMania 38 will be in Texas. And then, 39 will be in Los Angeles. So, WrestleMania will go Hollywood at WrestleMania 39. And it looks like 38 and 39 are going to be back to the the regular traditional one night format for WrestleMania. Um, well, we'll see where things are at um, when so that time comes. So. I did also see that they are trying to get uh, like actual fans at WrestleMania this year too. Yes, yep. I mean it that's can be done. In, like, yeah, that's why it's probably in Tampa. That's why it's in Tampa, yeah. and then next year is in Texas. Uh, and then the LA probably got pushed out to, uh, hopefully they may allow crowds by then. Who knows? Or they may push yeah. it again. Well, we, I kind of, we kind of figured that they were going to be, they are going to stay in Tampa this year, like stay in Florida, just with everything that's going on. It makes sense. Cause we didn't get to see that full set that they had, um, planned out for Tampa last year. So like all that would have just went to waste. 
Well, I mean, that in Florida actually allows people to show up. Uh, so yeah. that's probably why, too, like, they can at least get some fans. I mean, they're not going to be full capacity, but, I mean. Oh, definitely uh, not. So, but I mean, uh, just yeah. have some people in there, like, you know, you put them, like, little pods like AEW does, like, because when they fan the crowd, you can see people are separated. There's at least a good two, three rows between each people, like each group of people. And there's, you know, they have like that entire row to themselves pretty much. Like there may be like two people at one end and the other two are at the other end. But there's still, you know, probably a space between them. Everyone's wearing masks. Like, yeah. You know, but just like we got WrestleMania last year, you know, obviously they, they did what they had to do. Just getting fans back in is is the next step. Like the Rumble is going to be a completely different animal this year with without the, the crowd in attendance, especially when we get like the the surprise entrance. Yep. And just it's it, not going to have the same. Right. Effect, you know, they're going to so. have an automated five, four, three, two, one. Well, I'm pretty sure they'll still have the. Like the people go nuts on uh, whatever they call what do they call that again? Oh, the the Thunderdome. Yeah, Thunderdome. Hear any of those people though? Yeah. It's all fake noise. But, well, but know, yeah, but... as uh, Mustafa Ali pointed out a couple weeks ago, <laughs> that and I think some people have accused them of like uh, reshowing some of their like reactions. Like if you have like a good, yeah. if you have like a good reaction, they were like. Uh, they record it the and then re- replay it. <laughs> yep, that's what happened with um. That's what happened with one of the uh, pay per views. I think it was the uh, the Orton Fiend match. Someone had spotted them from um spotted themselves on the monitor behind the ring, and it was from um a SmackDown that they were on. I was like, they tell you they're gonna, you know, they reserve the right to use the footage for whatever. So, yeah. But I, but some of those people are just like, if you watch, like when you watch Raw, like I can't help but to look at the people behind them because some of them don't deserve to be like that prominent of a spot. Yeah, like being shown on TV because they're just sitting there like, oh, whatever, like, blah blah blah, uh, whatever. I legit, I think I saw one guy actually sleeping a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that would surprise me. <laughs> oh, that was pretty bad. So, but uh, yeah, hopefully we get some fans back in WrestleMania this year at the earliest. Uh, just it kind of takes away from everything. We're kind of used to it now with it being almost a year, but it's, it's still going to, it's definitely going to be different. Uh, let's see. Sticking with some more uh, WWE news, we have some three new signings for NXT: uh, Lacey Ryan, Priscilla Kelly, and Ilana Black. Uh, of course, we have all have uh, been renamed. Uh, Lacey Ryan will be Zoe Stark. Uh, Priscilla Kelly is Gigi Doylin. Dolan, Doylin, Doolin, Doolin. Looks like Doolin. Uh, Elena Black is Cora Jade. I know a lot of people were complaining about the name changes, but like WWE wants to trademark these names, and it's harder to trademark Priscilla Kelly, Lacey Ryan, and Elena Black for merchandise. So, yep. But um, all three of them will be debuting in the Women's Dusty Rose Classic, which I think some of them actually are debuting on 205. 
It could be. They're doing some of them on 205. Some of the matches on 205. Yeah, and I know there's a couple this week. Um, I think some of the women were debuting on 205, too, which is kind of weird, but okay. Oh, I might be completely wrong on that and probably just misread it. So Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Those were like two of the biggest things coming out of this week. I don't recall really anything else. Um, Taker was on Rogan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, talk talks mostly like injuries, um, and like uh, rehabs and surgeries and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, he does get in a little bit of of wrestling and stuff like that too. Uh, so, so it was pretty he did, good. Uh, he did make some comments about the locker room, though. He did about he how did. different, yeah, how different the locker room is compared to um, when he started to how it is today. Yeah, and and, and I think he called the product a little soft now too, because it's a lot, yeah, a lot softer now than it was back in when he first started. Came okay. Yeah. Yeah, basically it says now like all the guys just sit around in the locker room and play video games. Yeah, well, and and, and then too he kind of like he gets into like him starting off his career and what it took to like how he got started. Like he got ripped off by a, tr- a guy that was supposed to train him, um, yep. and then he went to an office and sat uh, uh, for months until somebody noticed him and gave him a shot. Uh, and then he had to work like indie promotions and and stuff like that. Whereas like now you get these developmental deals uh, where you know you go try out and then they sign you and pay you to work out and stuff like that. Where you know back in his day he was living out of his car, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. But my my biggest thing with that too is like you look at like the locker room when Undertaker was coming up. Like these guys had like fanny packs full of like freaking painkillers and Samoas and all this other stuff that they're handing out like candy on top of other things. Like I'd rather have my locker room sitting around playing video games than, you know, being addicted to painkillers. Yeah, but I mean if you if you listen to like some of his some of his injuries, I mean like I mean, you had to be on something. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm not – because back back at that time frame, too, is if you weren't working, like, you were expected to work injured. Yeah. Like, if, if you didn't, you lost your spot to somebody else. <clears throat> Where now it's like, okay, so, so, like, Kofi goes out injured. Okay, so what can we do? All right, well, we'll just bring – you know, they'll put somebody else, you know, in, feature somebody else for a little bit. Then Kofi comes back. All right, Kofi's back. Let's refocus on what we were doing with Kofi before, you know, the injury. Yeah. So it's not like these guys are losing their spots, like especially if they're guaranteed money makers, like, you know, Kofi Kingston in the New Day and, you know, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, guys like that. Like, because look what they did with Roman. He was out for how long? Yeah. At the beginning of the, like, the COVID outbreak, then it, then he comes back and he's back and hitting, you know, in a prominent spot on the roster again. Yeah. Because these guys are draws. That's what's going to happen. Like, <clears throat> but, uh, that was about like two hours 
with uh, Undertaker and Rogan? Yeah, usually uh, the Rogan podcast is like two and a half, three hours. So, yeah, it's a good, good long. Like I said, he goes through some of his injuries, man. It's pretty, like, pretty gruesome. Um, some of the stuff, you know, and you don't really think about um, some of his later matches, too, where he was, like, injured. Uh, and you didn't really know the severity of how bad he was really, really hurt and some of the stuff that he was limited to. Um, and then, you know, later on in his career, he got a little better because, you know, he was able to fix some of the stuff that was, that was broken, you know? Yeah. That's just crazy. Joe Rogan said it's another matter. <laughs> he's a good uh he's a good interviewer. Um so all right. So yeah, that's um some of the news coming out of there. We had quite a bit of figure news this week, so we'll we'll run through that real quick here. Um maybe get some thoughts on some of these. Uh, AEW, uh, Jeremy Padauer, uh, of course, last week we said he was going to announce some, some info on Series 4, which he did drop this week um, after a leaked um, package um, was shown across the internet of the, uh, the back of the uh, new series. So we're getting Matt Hardy, Santana, Ortiz, Omega, uh, Cody Rhodes, and Sammy Guevara. Um, all this set is available for pre-order on Ringside Collectibles right now. I'm kind of kind of uh, excited about this this lineup here. We're getting the first Matt Hardy AEW figure, Santana Ortiz. I believe that's these are their first figures as well. I don't think they've had figures prior to this. Um, I don't think Sammy Guevara has had a figure either. I may be mistaken. It might have been with a figures toy company. Think he had because I think he came with the the panda bear um, hat that he used to wear. Uh, We have seen uh, prototype images of Sammy's AEW figure, though. Uh, Jeremy Padauer did show those off uh, during an interview with Sammy on his uh, Instagram Live. Uh, Matt Hardy. There are some there are some mock images of uh, Matt Hardy, Santana, and Kenny Omega, and it looks like Matt Hardy's in a black ring attire, which I can't. The pictures are really bad; you can't really make out what the ring attire is. Um, but yeah, I'm not seeing any. Yeah, so these this is in fact Sammy Guevara's first figure, and I think it's the same with um, Santana and Ortiz as well. <clears throat> but yeah, you can't really make out the ring attires too much on them. Um, or what the figures look like, but we should be getting some studio shots here in the next week or so, um, according to uh, to the fig father, Jeremy Padauer. Uh, they also announced a new series called Unmatched. Uh, basically, their goal is to have a new set of figures every other month in the stores. So one month you'll get Unmatched, the next month you'll get Unrivaled. Um, the way distribution works, though, you probably won't see those figures at all in stores. Um, if you do, some scalp and asshole probably cleaned out the entire pegs on all of them because they're assholes and got nothing else to do with their time. But uh, someone did find an unmatched sting 
listing on Amazon. Uh, I did post a link for it. I went to uh, go pre-order, and it was gone. Like, they completely pulled it down. You got the uh, the dog error. You know, you can't find the this page you're looking for. Go back to the home page. So that was kind of disappointing, but at least we know that their launch figures will have a sting in there for that new Unmatched series. Uh, let's see. We have a new wave of WWE Masters of the Universe that was spotted in a Walmart in Canada. Uh, looks like it's got a new Ultimate Warrior, Kane, Stephanie McMahon, and Goldberg. And Legends Series 9 went up for pre-order on Target. Um, that set, of course, is Million Dollar Man, Nikolai Volkov, Tatanka, and The Undertaker. One thing that was noticed uh, while people were making pre-orders for these is that Target did limit them to one per guest. So it looks like Target is kind of making strides of the exclusives to try to um, combat resellers and um, the bots that are wiping out the inventory within minutes. So. And that's uh, speed it on the figure news this week. So <clears throat> like we mentioned earlier, check out uh, youtube.com slash for the collection for some unboxing stuff coming up this week. Uh, we still got the Ultimate Edition Hollywood Hulk Hogan. We got Elite Series, 80, Bailey. Uh, so much more. Lots of fun stuff coming up on that. So, all right, guys, let's, uh, let's get in the ring. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Uh, Garrett, why don't you uh, take us through some SmackDown? So, uh, I mean, the big big points of SmackDown really was um, the contract signing between uh, Pierce and Roman Reigns, which kind of went on throughout the night. Um, um, Paul had... um, Paul was supposed to get it signed, and he got it signed the first time as a no DQ match. But then Reigns was like, "Fuck that! I want a last man standing match." And then he tried to get Pierce to sign it, and he said, "Kind of signed it, but he really didn't." And then he had Owen sign it, so we're getting Owens and Roman a last man standing match for a Rumble, which will be good. Whatever. The only thing I didn't get about that. Uh, can I interrupt? Yes, you can. You can interrupt, sir. Okay. So i i didn't see I didn't see uh, I didn't see SmackDown, but I saw the highlights on, of this on Raw. Um, and Pierce is like, "Well, you know, it says in every WWE contract that the card is subject to change." And it's like, no, dude, it's not on the contracts they sign. That's like the thing when you buy tickets that the card is subject to change. Like it has nothing to do. With the fucking contract for the match. <laughs> oh man! Well, he was, all right, he, you go ahead. He was injured. He's, uh, you know, apparently not gonna be uh, medically cleared to wrestle. So why he put Owens in anyway? Uh, yeah. And he had. He, I heard he's got a pretty vicious knee injury. Right. Right. 
Um, saw Nakamura versus Jey Uso with Nakamura's old music back, which, thank goodness gracious, we needed the old Rising Sun back. Well, I, as much as I like his old music, I do like his uh, heel I music. I too. like both. Yeah. Um, that was that was a really good match. Well, other like really good match was um, Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro, which Cesaro ended up winning that. But that match was so good too. So, but SmackDown was pretty pretty good. But we'll see. It's pretty darn good. Then we uh, transition into Raw. We uh, see Mast Orton with his burnt face. <laughs> That was a. Uh, I didn't get to. I didn't watch Raw or SmackDown, but um, I did see the clips and stuff. But uh, Randy Orton, like that, that makeup job was pretty solid for what, you know, what was shown um out that wasn't covered by the mask, like the burn marks and stuff like that. It was wasn't bad. We'll tell you what they did mess up on though. So if he burnt his face like that bad, uh, why did he still have eyebrows? <laughs> that's where they that's where they, they can't shave his eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. They probably suggested it and you probably said no. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, the only other thing we that was really worth noting was the Alexa Bliss Oscar stuff. Um I mean they had a uh, Alexis playground early in the night and like Oscar was trying to be on her good side, but ended up being on her bad side as she used, and I quote, "Yowie wowie," and that wasn't a word she should use. Uh, and then <laughs> they had a match as the main event, and Alexa wardrobe changed during a commercial break because you know it's pretty easy to do so when you're not on TV. And uh, yeah, she ended up beating Oscar. Good stuff. Was this Travel Girl? Yep. Um, oh, and then and then then you get the then you get the fiend uh, let me in. Uh, yep. the, uh, and I, I almost forgot we got the dirt sheet with Gilberg and uh, a fake Drew McIntyre. Bernard the head Bernard elf. The head so so I, was I um <laughs> so is Miz officially making this a triple threat match? I don't know what Miz is doing. Because I mean, I, I don't think they know. I don't think Miz knows what Miz is doing. Because right I now. mean, the way they the way they like sold that segment was like, yeah, neither one of you are going to win because <clears throat> I'm going to win. So it sounds like he's like officially making it a triple threat match. Um, but I don't know. Um, you forgot the Ric Flair. Um, oh my Charlotte goodness. Flair. Come on, man. Uh, nobody forgot about it. Just nobody cares. <laughs> Look, uh, Carl, I know Ric Flair is your hero. And, you know, 20 years ago when he had it, he had it. But now I just wish he would stay home and live a healthy life uh, and, you know, stay out of the wrestling business. He's, he's had to – his time is up. He needs to hang the robe up. And, uh, I think he has. He I think he has quit. one more match, Garrett. Shut the fuck up, okay? 
<laughs> I think if he had one more match, he'd have a heart attack in the ring. <laughs> if he has one more match, he's going to die in the ring. So. <laughs> I know, Carl, you want your dream match between Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> hey, just give him a, give him a Viagra and he'll be, he'll be good to go for like three hours. <laughs> Put Ric Flair in the Royal Rumble. (laughs) 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 Okay. We're good. (sighs) All right. Then we transition into NXT. Did you watch NXT? I did not. Did you, Christopher? Yes, I did watch I NXT. Watched all of it except for the last match. And I think you and I agreed, like, we didn't see anybody winning. Like, I did not see Gargano and uh, Theory losing to Kushida and Ruff. I did not see Lucha House Party beating Imperium. Yeah, both of those matches were just... Like, they're great matches, and the outcome was just was totally unexpected. Like, kudos to them for, for going outside the box. I will box say I did expect Casey and Carter to win because they're, like, an actual a tag team. And I kind of assumed that, like, EO was going to interfere. And, yes, uh, Katanzaro's finisher was fucking amazing. Yeah, that was really impressive. Like, I don't know what she got, what she's going to name that, but that's uh, that was insane. Needs needs some fine tuning, but it was yeah. really good. And then uh, I didn't see the fight pit match, which I'm sure was good. Because I mean, it's got Thatcher and Chomp in it, but uh, I saw Thatcher <clears throat> tapped out Chompa. Yep. I didn't. I didn't see the main event, so I didn't. I didn't get to see that. But uh, I did see some highlights, and it actually looked pretty good. I'll have to go back yep. and watch that. Um, just like I didn't get through all of um, AEW this week either. Well, I can do. You know what? Let's just let's just let. I'll just get all the get in the ring segment. You know what? May as well. I'm already almost done anyway. Uh, Impact hard to kill. I didn't really watch it. All you need to know is Kenny Omega pitch pin Rich Swan. And he better get a title shot because Omega needs all the titles. Uh, well, let me. The one thing too, they showed on uh, Impact. Um, some it was um an after the match interview with Rich Swan. Moose laid out Swan after that match, and, and Moose told him he's like, you know, I've made you. I told you, like from bell to bell, I'm gonna be the best tag partner that you ever had. He's like, what before or after? He's like, yeah, there, there's no no promises. But after that match, Moose just completely laid him out. Yeah, uh, that that uh, was an inspiration for the meme that uh, we made on Facebook. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm going to tell this. this <laughs> our truth and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Not Bobby Lashley. Little Jimmy. Jimmy. It may as well be Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, but that was it was pretty right. good. And then oh. Tuesday and Impact, we got Big Money Matt with Private Party, and they defeated James Storm and Chris Sabin. With we'll face the Good Brothers for the tag titles, which and that's going to happen. Uh, their next event in February, uh, I think it was No Surrender. Yeah, is the next which event. Private Party is basically heel now. <clears throat> uh, I, I know you didn't watch AEW, but. They like beat the shit out of uh, like him and, and top flight yeah. and yeah. Seidel. Well, that's the thing is like Matt's been telling them like the last couple of weeks like any means so, necessary. Looks like they're going to be more of a heel team. Which is fine. <clears throat> was that the was that the mess that Jim, was that the mess that Jeremy Lin got involved in? Probably yeah. yeah. Which I think I think it's because yep. that was the, I think uh, that. That was the main event for yeah. Impact. I didn't get that ending, though, because it's like, if you have Matt Hardy, why do you have to have uh, Jeremy Lin and, uh, um, what's his name, uh, Tony, Tony Khan, Khan get involved? Um, but, never mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, but I'm the, uh, the talent exchange or, you know, the deal that they've got between Impact and, AEW has probably been like one of the best things in wrestling yeah. right now. Like it's definitely produced a lot of um, history making things, uh, especially with you know Kenny Omega appearing on Impact and the Good Brothers showing up on AEW, and just like the overall talent exchange, like it's just going to benefit both of them. You know, especially Impact's tag team division, AEW's women's division. If it's done right, then you throw New Japan in there. Oh my God! Like this, this could be like the best summer of wrestling ever. Could be. Um, but yeah, the rest of uh, Impact was uh, Taya written off for of Impact with the one who shot Johnny Bravo. God damn that Taya! Uh, Dreamer said, <laughs> "She's lucky she'll end up in Jacksonville State Penitentiary. <laughs> if she's not lucky, it'll be the Stanford Maximum Security Prison." And uh, at Stanford, it's pretty soul crushing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that whole segment, like, so so my thing with this, is, yeah, and this is something I was gonna say regarding that. To me, uh-huh. if she was gonna sign with AEW, what's the point in having her written off of Impact? Because it really wouldn't matter. Exactly. So to me, it doesn't sound like she's going to AEW. I think well more since right. WWE so, obviously I mean, the the best play for her would probably be okay. WWE. So. And you know putting her on NXT like she's just going to add to NXT's women's division which which is the best women's division going right now. But um but honestly I could see her possibly jumping you know signing a contract with AEW yeah. too like just being Maybe. a part of the AEW roster. I mean, the money is going to be more compared to what it would be with Impact to begin with, if that's one thing she's right. looking at. And then, like, actually being a permanent part of that roster, she can help evolve that roster as well. Like, Taya's, like, one of the best in the world. And, like, any any roster is going to benefit from having her on there. So this is what they should do. AEW should sign her, and then they should do a trade. They should trade Taya for Lana. Back and forth. Pay for treat. Work out. They'll figure it out. 
That makes no what sense. Do you mean? <laughs> Lana gets to be be, be, be Who, with no. Hero. Lana gets to be with Morrison. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter that Ty is way better of a wrestler than Lana. That has no point and purpose. But that that makes yeah. no sense. Because if they were going to do that, Taya could just sign I with WWE. And then Lana could just not well, re-sign her contract. <laughs> no, she, probably not. Like She just well, needs to go away. <laughs> well, she is away. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that whole segment was actually pretty interesting. Um, AC Romero came with the dreamer. He's like, look, I found new evidence that, you know, Larry D didn't shoot, you know, Johnny Bravo. And, you know, Johnny Bravo's standing right there, too. He's like, yeah. He's like, it wasn't him. And Dreamer's like, look, it's done. It's over with. He's like, no. He's like, I found ring rust <laughs> in their bag. <laughs> and Dreamer's like, that thing's so over right now. Everybody's got ring rust. <laughs> so, um, so, like, yeah, but the fingerprints on the bottle match the fingerprint on the gun. And then Dreamer gets that look, and he's like, huh, and he starts rubbing his chin. So then, you know, they approach Taya during an interview, and they're, like, dragging Taya out, and uh, Rosemary's standing there by the door. And she, like, screams at the security guards, and they, like, take, like, five feet back, five steps back from them. <laughs> she's asking Taya, she's like, you know, why did you, why did you do this? Like, we had a plan. And she's like, I was trying to save you. He's a monster. But Rosemary's like, you know, we had a plan. And then you could see, like, you could see that it was going to be the last time that, that Taya was going to be on impact. Because, like, when Rosemary and Taya hugged before she got dragged out the door, like, you could tell that was a, like, real genuine, like, I'm going to miss you type thing. So, yep. That was good. That was a good segment. So, AEW. Uh, we got a funny segment at the beginning. It was fucking hilarious. Cincinnati didn't watch AEW. So uh, they had uh, they had a Dark Order, <laughs> which uh, it was negative uh, one's birthday celebration or whatever, even though it was like two days ago. and uh, Or two days before. And uh, it was uh, Hangman, Colt Cabana, John Silver, and whoever the other guy is. I don't know why I can't use him. And... Uh, Alex Reynolds. Uh, is that it? Is that it? I guess it is. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Silver Reynolds, Cabana, and, and it was first Paige. uh, uh Pentico, Hybrid Two, Luther, and Hybrid Two. Chaos, yeah. Chaos Project, and Hybrid Two. And uh, the finish of the match was awesome. Like it was like a a four on one, like Dark Order beatdown to pin. It was great, but uh. So after the match, you know, Adam Page was supposed to say whether he was going to join them or not. And he says no, but they all thought he was going to say yes. So they like put like he said yes on the board and they start (laughs) celebrating and there's music playing. You see like dancers come out and like you see like Evil Uno like pushing the dancers. Go, 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 go back. He's like kicking them. And it's so fucking funny. I was cracking up. But uh, every... Every single Dark Order member tweeted a yeah. broken heart. But uh, yeah, he said no. It was it was so <laughs> the segment was so fun. Um, that was great. I think um, I think we're gonna have a face Dark Order for a while. I mean, honestly, they're yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. 
and, and that's the thing. Like, remember when we first started watching the Dark Great. Order? We all hated them. Now we love them. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it was just the character development. It's like, why the hell do they have all these freaking people right. masked with them? Like, why is this? Why is that? Why this doesn't make sense? But since they started, you know, developing the characters more, and you see more of their personality show through, and more of what they're doing, like the intention behind it. It's it's more compelling than it was, you know, when we first saw them. Which just goes to show you, wrestling fans, that if you give something time to develop, it might turn out to be good. It might turn out to be bad, but it it could be good too. You just gotta have some patience and let them do their yep. jobs. Uh, then we had uh had a whole segment with uh, the Bucks and uh, Caliph. They were at Kenny's house, but apparently Kenny's too busy to go to his own house. Uh, so the Bucks got, or Callis tried to pay the Bucks off to stop being friends with Kenny Omega because he's too busy to be friends with the Bucks. So I'm assuming the Bucks super kicked Callis because he had a big ass bruise on his eye and Omega wasn't happy about it. So uh, yeah, it was an interesting segment. Oh, and the Good Brothers apparently beat down uh, Pentagon because, you know, they don't have a match against uh, Private Party at all. So I guess that doesn't make sense to attack them. Uh, anyways. Yeah. I think we're they're, we're just developing stuff between, like, different for right. different events. And our, isn't there an eight-man tag coming up is. with uh, the Bucks? I'm pretty sure they advertise the Bucks and the Good Brothers versus it's someone fun. else. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen nothing. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then the main event was uh, the Inner Circle uh, Triple Threat Two v Two v Two match, which MJF and Chris Jericho end up winning because MJF pinned <clears throat> Sammy Guevara with a handful of tights. Yeah, actually, next week it's uh, Young Brooks and the Good Brothers. Uh, we'll be teamed together for eight man tag match against the uh, Dark Order. Makes sense. But uh, yeah, that was uh, wrestling for the week. It was good. Some sucked. But uh, you know, the stuff that sucks, we didn't talk about. So you didn't have to hear it. So um, yeah, so I think after this month, we get into February, I think we're going to do. Uh, a little bit different with our get in the ring segment. I got some stuff kicking around that I'll run by you guys a little later, but um, I think it'll shorten it a little bit more just so we can focus more on the like the pay per views. Like we'll we'll talk more in depth with the actual pay per views, and then like the the retro review stuff, which we're still I'm still thinking about a different name for that. So kind of I don't know, still kicking some stuff around, but. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that all fair. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so well, wasn't a bad week. So let's get into um, let's jump into the retro review because I know that's what a lot of people come here for. So uh-huh. let's do it. Royal Rumble 2001. <clears throat> so this, of course, was prior to the WCW buyout. So we had uh, kicked the show off right off the bat. Tag team action. The Dudley Boys versus Edge and Christian. 
It was a great match. I don't super remember it because I watched two media pay-per-views over the last little bit. Because of fucking <laughs> Carl, but uh, you know, I I do remember the matches. It was it's good. I mean, it's what you expect from those two teams. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, prime <clears throat> prime uh, prime time for the those two tag teams. It was like right in between. Uh, the TLCs, right? Uh, SummerSlam, you had TLC one, and then I think they had TLC two at WrestleMania. Um, yep. Uh, Edge and Christian were the champions going in. Um, Devon and Bubba Ray, I think, had concussions from getting Kachertos. Uh, probably like a week earlier, or something like that. Um. But yeah, it was a it was a good match. Uh, a little bit of funny, a little bit of seriousness, ser- seriousness. Uh, but it it was a a good match. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Devon picked up the pin on Edge um, after the three D. So obviously, the Dudley Boys, our uh, new WWF World, T- World Tag Team Champions. Anytime, Edge, Christian, the Dudleys. Um, the Hardys, anytime these guys were in the ring together, you knew that you were going to get like one of the best matches on the card. And that, and that's with this one, the, this pretty much was one of the best matches on the card. This whole card yeah, was yeah. actually pretty good. Uh, with the exception of um, Ivory and China, I, is, uh, I don't know. We'll talk. Well, when we get there, we'll talk about that. But, um, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it's great. I love the Dudleys, Edge and Christian. Obviously, are like one of my favorite tag teams. Uh, the Hardys, like the, these three, pretty much redefined uh, tag team wrestling in in that era. Uh, next up, we had the Intercontinental Championship uh, ladder match: Chris Benoit defending against Chris Jericho. Whoa, uh, this uh, this was a really good. A really, really good match. Uh, and it made me, you know, miss the days when it was just like a ladder and uh, two guys just going at it. You know, that there wasn't 20 guys in the ring. Um, there wasn't 30 different ladders outside the ring. Uh, with I'm being yeah. thrown off a rooftop. Uh, I mean, you, uh, you missed. You missed the <laughs> chairs getting thrown at your skull and busting you wide open. Well, that did happen. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, <laughs> after watching that, it's uh, so sad when you watch Dark Side of the Ring. You'll, you'll never notice how many times you see that in the fucking match. Yeah, after watching that uh, Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring, uh, that one chair shot where Chris Benoit diving to the outside of the ring, and Chris Jericho like swings the chair. Uh, as he's diving outside the ring, I'm like, man, dude, that was a a hell of a bump. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. Yeah, uh, the take. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, that was a a classic. Um, uh, I mean, the only the only problem I had, uh, and I had this when I, because I remembered watching this after, like, you know, halfway through it, I'm like, yeah, I remember this. Was the when he put the um. The uh, modified walls of Jericho uh, on top of the ladder. 
Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, uh, uh, you can even tell the comic because Chris see, that's, didn't even know what to call it. Yeah, Chris, uh, uh, Chris Benoit had to uh, hook Jericho's Gare- uh, legs in order for that to work. So it's just like, yeah, let go of the, his legs, Benoit, and you're out of the move. But uh, nonetheless, though, it was still pretty <laughs> cool to see that on top of the ladder. Uh, that was honestly one of my favorite parts of this match. Even like watching it the first time was seeing that Walls Jericho applied at the top of the ladder. It's just like funny because like the they had no idea what to call it. They just started like I don't even know what they called it. They call it like a like a tarantula. Or something. <laughs> they call, they yeah, they called it. it like a tarantula or octopus. But it, that's what it was. It was that's what it yeah. was supposed to be. It was a modified Walls right. of Jericho. Yeah. I think JR kind of just fucked it up and didn't call it what they were trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> he had sipped a little. Uh, yeah. No, JR doesn't fuck up anything on commentary. I was going to say, he sipped about? a little bit too much barbecue sauce before he got commentary. <laughs> or, or, or make creepy comments about women wrestlers now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, the end of the match. They have uh, Jerry King Lawyer now that make those creepy comments. For. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim Ross has got it down. Well, I hope there's not a. I hope there's a wardrobe malfunction during this match. <laughs> really, really, Jim. <laughs> oh man! But at the end of this match came. Jericho um, ended up pushing the ladder. Uh, while Benoit was climbing, uh, which caused Benoit obviously to fall to the outside of the ring. Jericho climbs the ladder and retrieves the Intercontinental Championship, uh, becoming your new Intercontinental Champion. <clears throat> Man, all these matches are good. Um, this one, Ivory defending the WWF Women's Championship against China. Uh, this, of course, with Ivory was part of the right to censor, so you had that annoying-ass music in hey. the beginning. Hey, like I this literally is the greatest <laughs> music ever. Oh it's gonna be my God. theme of the week. <laughs> Next time it's my theme of the week, just because you hate it. How I had to hear it what like four times <laughs> yeah. during the damn rumble. <laughs> so, but um, the uh, like up the match wasn't bad. Like it wasn't a bad match. Like Ivory is a freaking legend. Um, and you know China, China is amazing in the ring as well too. It's, it was just the um, the end of the match, which right. was weird. It was like China, you know, she did the handspring back elbow, which you know became one of her signature moves. Um, after China, like kind of like just gingerly bumped into Ivory, that she just fell. Like apparently she had injured her neck. Like storyline wise, she injured her neck. But it was just like, how would that type of bump injure see, for your me? Neck? I see. When I was watching it, my whole thought was, "Oh, they gave her like a plate under her thing, and it just like injured her as she hit." And that's right. that's so what I, like, I thought okay, too. That makes sense. And then like you know she's sitting there and she's like, "Cool, cool." They'll show it at some point, and I'll be fine. And then they never showed it. I was like. What the fuck? Never showed anything. And that's, and I'm honestly like watching this back again. Like, I'm pretty sure the first time that I watched this, I thought the same thing. 
like where was like it should have been like it literally it should have been a right. steel plate underneath her shirt that would have caused China to to fall like that. So like even if so, like that part where um like they could have had Stevie like interfere, like distract the ref while China was doing that and you know, toss Ivory the belt and Ivory could have, you know, put the belt in between her and China and would have caused that right. same effect too. But it was just weird. Like the finish was just the kind of every finish. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, yeah. it was a little weird. That whole the whole kind of storyline, um, um, was pretty good. Like because that was like right after she posed in Playboy. Uh, so you had right to censor. Um, you know, upset that she was nude. But I think that too, like he had just gotten through competing in the men's <laughs> division, like China. Um, so this is like kind of like her first big yeah. like stance back in the women's division. Um, so I think they had to make it they they had to make her injured or something like that to give Avery like a a fighting chance. Because how else would you explain, you know, China? Uh, n- you know, not being able to beat Ivory after she was beating up men, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't bad. No, that was just yeah. like like I said, that finish was just kind of weird. Um, it just didn't flow very well with the rest of the match. But um uh next up we jumped into WWF championship match, Kurt Angle uh challenging Triple H. Speaking speaking of Stephanie, oh. how hot was Stephanie? <laughs> like, I remember, <laughs> I remember watching. Uh, oh my god! Like back in the day, and I'm like, and I'm, and this yeah, was, and I this was, was like, pre boob. I was like, you know, what I'm saying, like, for some reason, I was like into Trish more when I was younger, but now I was like an adult watching this. I'm like, man, Steph would definitely get it over Trish, and and. <laughs> <laughs> man, I yeah, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon all the way it, day one. Ah, <laughs> uh, but this was pretty good. Like, so for Angle to combat Stephanie being um in Triple H's corner, he enlisted Trish Stratus. This was like during his was this during the storyline where uh, so like he had a crush on Stephanie. Was that part like didn't they do something where so. like he was kinda like in the kiss I don't know kiss, if it was then didn't that. he kiss Stephanie at one point? This may have been before. Yeah. This might have been before that though, because it didn't seem like it was at that storyline yet. It might have been after that. Okay. I don't know, though. Because I would have felt like it would have been a little bit different. Because I know there's a match, like, they end up having at some point where, like, he's, like, so pissed at him for that. Yeah, I think this is, yeah, this is way, this is before that. Because I'm looking, like, I got Wikipedia pulled up right now, and Mm -hmm. it gives you, like, the some of the storylines that are, that happened beforehand. Like building into the pay per view. I mean, I know, um, I know they're, I know they're doing the, like the whole Linda the and the coma because this is like when Trish was like, uh, supposed to be Vince McMahon's girl. Yeah, like sleeping with McMahon. Yeah. 
So that's uh, yeah, it's just uh, Vince McMahon's storyline mistress. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the, like, this is what you would expect, like a Triple H and Kurt Angle match. This is another match I didn't, was, uh, I didn't like the finish. Pretty solid. Um, like, um, oh, you didn't like your favorite wrestler, your second, your third favorite wrestler coming out. So, like, uh, like a few weeks ago, was it? Well, it might have been last week when you know we was talking about where we were saying like Kurt Angle was saying TNA was like his his better run as like a wrestler, right? And so like I look at this and yeah. I kind of see where he's coming from because it's like you don't like why do you have to have Austin interfere like with with Triple H like you couldn't just let Angle beat him straight up you know like. So Kurt Angle is like badass at this time, and I don't, I don't see why. Like, it seemed like the other bigger guys were hesitant to put him over for some reason. Yeah, well, that's the thing too. Is like, Angle was on a tear, like when he debuted, like he's undefeated. He didn't get defeated until he wrestled Taz, and then. Well, the Taz is a whole other story with WWE, <laughs> but we ain't got time for that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like to what Carl was saying, like Kurt Angle being the WWE champion, like I know there was that whole program going between Austin and Triple H, but there wasn't really a need for Austin to get involved with Triple H in this match, like just to have Angle, you know, still retain. And then turn around and have Triple H getting involved in, with Austin in the Rumble. To the point where, you know, Austin was busted open before getting to the ring. But yet would still go on and win the Rumble. <laughs> it really just made Kurt Angle look like a bitch. So, spoiler alert on the Rumble match. Uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's just 2001, like if you haven't seen a rumble from 20 years ago, then yeah, I, mean, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> there's no spoiler. Uh, so, wait, so, wait, what did you think about on. the? Uh... <laughs> Hold on, I, I forgot to uh, to say. Oh, you changed it. Oh, you son of a bitch! You didn't. You, it said Royal Rub Me earlier, what? but you changed it. You bastard. I saw. Yeah, I, I saw it was red, Carl. so I fixed it. I was like, "Carl, look, Chris wrote Royal Rub me." I was like, "Damn, we gotta talk about it." <laughs> uh, no, uh, remember, Carl? Uh, uh, Drew Carey wins the trouble. Remember? Remember, at some point, Stone Cold has to go over the top rope after the match. Oh, yeah. Drew Carey can't get eliminated. He can't eliminate himself. That was the rule yeah, in the he- last Rumble we watched. You can't eliminate yeah, yourself. He- he wasn't propelled by uh, <laughs> by another person. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, obviously, like <laughs> you can't eliminate Go, somebody if you've already to, been eliminated uh, either. Going back to the Drew Carey thing, like <laughs> I I don't get the point of him being there. 
Um, and then if you go back to when uh, like he first shows up and he like runs into like he he's like yeah I I, I don't watch wrestling <laughs> yeah I haven't watched you know what I mean it's like why the fuck like, are you here why are you here like yeah you know what I'm saying like even like when um um. Mike Ty, uh, I, forgive me. I've been watching a bunch of old uh, fucking uh, pay per views, but uh, watching the uh, Royal Rumble with Tyson there, they had Tyson up in the booth, and they're like, "Yeah, Tyson's the biggest WWE fan there, or WWF fan there is, you know." Uh, but yeah, no, two thousand one. Oh yeah, guys, I haven't watched wrestling in years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. that's the thing like you can tell like when you have certain celebrities there that are actually fans of the product like when they like snoop dogg everyone knows snoop dogg's a wrestling fan same thing when they show method man in the crowd everyone knows method man's a wrestling fan like you hear it in their their music same thing with you know um something that's not music um seth green we know Seth Green's a wrestling yeah. fan. Like, like, then you get some of these other guys that you that you know aren't wrestling fans, and, and you can tell by the way like, they're to acting. To me, like, can't like to me if you want to be a celebrity <sighs> and you want to be at wrestling, take a bump. Like, <laughs> get fucking chuck slammed by Kane. Take a damn bump, Mer- Maria Menudo took a bump. Like, come on. <laughs> Which, speaking of Kane, that, that was probably the uh, down spot. I don't think Rumble, Kane could but... have taken any more headshots <laughs> in that match. Oh, what about God. uh, what about uh, Taz? I mean, fucking, like he was like the year before. He was like the part one of the biggest entrants into the Rumble. Uh, and then like a year later, he was pretty much yeah. as a jobber. He like came out and. <laughs> Kane picked him up like a little kid and set him on the rope and pushed him over. Um, and then the uh, the Matt and Jeff Hardy like they they bought they botched that. It's like, um, like don't get me wrong, like you can have them fight each other. Like um, the one I I just watched, they had the Nation of Domination. That was like when the Nation of Domination like was still in its prime. And the, the nation kind of had like some infighting and you know fought each other in the rumble a bit. Oh, yeah, I know um, you're watching. They all fought each other, they yeah. Give a shit. That yeah. One? I think that's but, the one D'Lo Brown just comes in there and just starts whooping <laughs> everybody's ass, yeah. But the um, the uh, the Hardy Boys, that's like, yeah, they could have did better with that than what they did, but, yeah. I in all honesty, looking at this, like if I was the Hardys, like you know, suspend, suspend, you know, everything that we know about wrestling. Like if I'm if I'm Matt and Jeff and I'm in the ring, I'm in this Royal Rumble match. I got a chance to get a go to WrestleMania for a WWF Championship match. Why would I not make a pack with my brother and say, "Hey, let's make it to the final two, and then go from there." Let's just chill, bide our time, try to get out as many people as we can to try to last as long as we can. Yeah. And then we'll go. 
not like I'm going to beat the shit out of you in between, <laughs> you know, waiting for people to come in here. <laughs> and that's messed up too. It's like, how the hell did Bradshaw and Farouk get eliminated so damn quickly? Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, but I mean, especially, I mean, the especially good, especially the father got eliminated pretty quickly too. Looking at, um, looking at this pay-per-view overall though, um, I mean, you kind of see why WCW went out of business. I mean, uh, you had like the greatest tag teams at the time were in WWE, uh, Agent Christian, uh, the Dudley Boys, the Hardy yep. Boys, um, uh, Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit were on their way up the card. Uh, Kurt Angle had just got up at the top of the card. I mean, um, you still had Rock and Austin in their prime uh, in the Rumble match. Uh, Triple H, one of the biggest heels at the time. Um, I mean, uh, fucking WWE had it going on. Absolutely. Uh, Carl just dropped off. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, WWE had a stacked roster at this time with, like Carl was saying, like the tag teams, uh, like their top talent was like really nothing comparable nope. to what WCW was doing at that time. Like, well, WCW couldn't compare to what WWE was doing, you know, in 2001. Like we're getting shit like the Millionaires Club and the New Blood and like that was like, WCW with 2000, 2001, terrible compared to this. Oh, but um, let's uh, I got like I said, I got Wikipedia pulled up here that has all the quick results and stuff. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I like doing with the Rumble is seeing who had the shortest time in here, and it was Taz. Wait, Taz was literally in, in this Rumble for ten father? seconds. Oh, yes, goodness. Taz was 10 seconds. The good father was 13. So what part of my rank <laughs> got cut out? All of it? No, you, you got all of it in. Oh, I got all of it in. No. no. Uh, longest was it Kane? longest was it Rumble Kane appearance for this one was um, Kane. Yeah. With, uh, uh, Kane was 53 minutes. The Rock. The Rock was 38, 38 minutes, okay. 42 seconds. And Kane was all Kane was almost 54 minutes. So. Yeah, and then obviously eliminated by Austin. Yeah. Which Austin actually I might be wrong on that. I think Austin was in there longer. No, right. Austin was not. He was in there for nine minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Bust it open. Yeah. Yep. That when he came this in at number is, uh, 27. right before Austin's Hill turn, right? Don't he turn heel in WrestleMania? 2001, ain't that Rock Austin? Mm. Uh, I don't remember, honestly. Or is that 2002? Go... I don't remember who the champion is going to. It might be 2002. Let's go to you. Got some uh, 
<laughs> I'm typing Google into the Google search bar. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> Uh, WrestleMania 17. Yeah, it's Rock Austin. And this one. It might not. It, oh, it might be 2003 when uh, that's Austin. Awesome. Uh, Austin turned heel. I can't remember. Because yeah, this would have been prior to. This is right before the buyout. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, this is right yeah. before the buyout. Because that happened or right after before, WrestleMania. Or right before WrestleMania. <clears throat> like a couple months after. So it was. Um... Oh, was it? I was thought it, it was like right I thought before it was like WrestleMania. June was the buyout. Or it could have been SummerSlam. I, so. I can't remember. I thought it was like right before a big pay per view. Because I remember the it had Shane versus McMahon in the in the pay per view. Oh no! Yeah, this is this was after the buyout because this was um the Raw after had okay. uh, Rock won the WCW Championship off of Booker T. Then. Yeah, so yeah. this was this was prior to the to the invasion pay per view. Yeah. Awesome, cool. So that was the the two thousand one Royal Rumble. Pretty solid. Like there wasn't much. Like aside from the the wonky finish and the women's match, like yeah. every match was pretty decent. It was pretty good actually. Like Dudley Boys versus Edge and Christian, Benoit versus Jericho. Definitely yeah. the two standout matches. The Rumble was pretty entertaining. That's why I said it kind of had, kind of had everything you, you wanted. Oh, so much fun! Absolutely. All right. So, uh, what are we doing next? Yeah, we, we did 90, it like right between. We, we went right between Rumble? like two iconic Rumbles. Uh, the Rumble that Shawn Michaels started <laughs> first, and. Uh, uh, the whole thing. And one, it was 95, and then uh, 97, I think, was or er, Hold on, what, what year are we doing? 96, so 97. Yeah, 97 was the year, the first year uh, Stone Code won, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I yeah. picked this one mainly because a couple of the matches on the card. Outside of the actual yeah. Rumble match, maybe like Goldust oh, and I mean, Razor. I enjoyed it. Uh, well, I think we'll it was talk one about of the big reasons week, for this. But... Yeah. Can't give you all spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. Oh, absolutely not. So, so you know, we're going to do the 96 Rumble next week. Uh, of course, we've got the, the Royal Rumble preview next week as well. The Royal Rumble will be on the 31st. Uh, so we'll preview that, give you um, our picks for those matches, um, who we think will win the Rumble, <laughs> and what number. <laughs> and we're gonna break it. We're gonna break it down even farther oh, and predict what that? number they're gonna come in at as well. So it's gonna be, yeah. Oh, we're gonna do that. <laughs> so the the number will be bonus points. 
but uh yeah so it should be pretty fun so um that's pretty much all that i've got here in the notes all that fun stuff there um the only thing left is the theme of the week which is my choice i uh i don't know man i haven't um, taken time to, to think about this i thought of a random person's name and i know who you should do you should do pco's theme PCO, nah. You can do on that one. <laughs> I got. <laughs> I could, um, but I've got I've got a name coming into mind, and it's um, okay. The Magic Man himself, Norman Smiley. His uh, his WCW theme, Norman Smiley. <laughs> we talk about random. all right awesome well that's going to wrap up another edition of the wrestlegannon podcast thank you guys so much for listening and as always be sure to follow us on social media again uh wrestlegannon pod on twitter with 1d wrestlegannon pod on instagram with 2d 2ds uh facebook.com slash wrestlegannon pod with 1d youtube.com slash for the collection for all your toy unboxing uh fun and also Instagram uh, for the underscore co- underscore collection for some uh, more fun with toys on that one as well. And don't forget to check out a pro wrestling tease store at prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestle again podcast. Pick yourself up a shirt, support the podcast. Um, any money that we get from shirt sales, anything like that, goes directly back into the podcast for giveaways and uh, fun stuff like that. So, Thank you guys for listening, and on behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Gary G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, thank you for checking us out. This has been episode 76, and we'll be back next week to engage your ears once again. Later, Mark. This be a favorite podcast. And if you're not down with us, we got two words for you. Oh, he Wait, Ricky up? Steamboat died? When did Ricky Steamboat die? <laughs> oh. Did anybody ask him who Ricky <laughs> Steamboat still alive? Who the podcast was? Ha, 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 ha,